Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Happy Hump Day, people! Woo! It is Wednesday. Do the Christmas hump to hump. The hump to hump. Do my baby. Do the hump to hump. I wonder where, like, having sex became humping. Like, where did that terminology enter the phrase? I think it, you know I think it came from fray. when mm-hmm. you are doing the deed. And, like, when you get, try to gain momentum to thrust, and you go, whoop, ooh. And you kind of oh, go, yeah. ooh, down like that. Okay. And then your butt kind of sticks in the air a little bit, mm-hmm. and you're you're actually a hump, and yeah. then you're humping. You're just going back and forth. Maybe yeah, it I came from that... like some prehistoric <laughs> era know. of humans where they would uh, hump on a stump, and they just thought it rhymed or something. You know what I mean? Oh wow! Like, okay, you get on stump, <laughs> me hump. You know what I mean? Like something. Well, because like, like they have humpback whales, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking like. You know, because Chris, I would agree, like the hump would, you know, you'd, you'd form yourself into a hump, but that's more like hunchback. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm the hunchback. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it is a weird yeah, one. That is like the sex move. Like, hey, wifey, uh, you want to do the hunchback tonight? Oh, you you want to do <laughs> a hunchback? That's funny. Oh, God. Will you throw her back out? Want <laughs> 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 a little quasi mode of Yeah. Yeah. Quasi. Hi, death, baby. <laughs> No, it's, uh, I'm sure, you know, with uh, this great invention of Google, you could probably look it up and figure out exactly where that was originated from. Uh, and That's it's probably true. something very stupid, honestly. Like, hump is just a weird word. Um, and that now it's used for, like, hump day. You know what I'm saying? Like, middle of the week. Uh, it's just getting well, over, the, getting over the hump. Like a, yeah, it's just like something in the middle of the road that you got to get over. So why is yeah. it like, why are you calling sex something you just want to get over and done with? It's like, oh, well, let's hump, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Like, it shouldn't be something that you just want to, like, okay, I guess it's that time. Like, let's get it done with. Uh, <laughs> you know? Right? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Because a hump in the road is never fun. So that's hump day. Dry uh. humping. So <laughs> you oh. forgot about the old dry humping. That was the stuff <laughs> oh, yeah. that, you know, when you're in your teenage years, you're yeah. like, bro, I dry humped the shit over for two hours, man. Yeah, uh, that's the next step to Dry wet hump has existed in popular slang since the late, uh, at least the 60s, it says. Huh. Whoa. Uh, the use of the word hump with sexual connotations was recorded as early as 1785. What in the wow. nether? What? Where am I? <laughs> ah. hmm. The history of hump. Some guy was like, <laughs> hump history. Heal thee, heal thee. <laughs> Come hump thy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Tis hither humping oh, God. in thy froth. Yeah, you know what's funny, though? Regardless of, like, the, the hump part of things, uh, if you actually really break down words, like, just random words that you use, like, the origins of those words are 
there's a lot that you're just like, where did that come from? And yeah. somebody, and that's the fun thing about like history. Someone was the first, you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, and I exactly. want to know who the first, the very first time somebody just said hump, I'm going to hump you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and they like, were like, there's gotta be one time. Like, where's the patient zero with this? Yes. Humping? Yes. Uh, and that's, that to me is what's interesting. Because somebody and and here's the thing we have like these uh, words that kind of get thrown around, especially with like modern day social media. These new yeah. words are invented, created, and well, yeah, Paris Hilton created ginormous, and that's now in the dictionary. Yeah, was it Paris Hilton? It might have been Kim uh, Kardashian. I, no but, I don't know, but there's a lot of words like that. You know, where it's like it, it just it catches on, and it becomes a thing. But somebody said it initially, and it was funny. They're like, what? Where'd you come up with that? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, that group of friends start saying it, and they start sharing it on social media. Other people are like, yeah, that's a fun word. Uh, and, and I don't know. It just grows. And, it, and all of a sudden, the dictionary is like, we want this. Yeah, so hump came from uh, way back then. It says it's the general shape and motion of people engaged in the acts. Mm. So, Chris, you were spot on. Yeah, yeah, bro. You looked this up previously, didn't you? A, so is that why the humpback <laughs> whale is called the humpback? Because it looks like it's having sex all the time. They do have those big old hump yeah. like whale dicks. You know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. they have to arch they're called, that. They're called dorks. Dorks. Yeah, the dorks. Humps and dorks. Well, my my mother in law <laughs> thought that it was called a dildo. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I'm like that's the most uh, gigantic dildo in the world. Yeah. Mother in law. <laughs> yes. Let's not go down that road. That's actually quite funny though. That story was actually funny. it was hilarious. Uh, just because you would think of all things, you would know what dildo meant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, like uh, that's the uh, most. Uh, that's called a, a, a dildo. It's the most common like toy. You know what I'm saying? Is a dildo. Like that is the mm -hmm. most common toy. I sex toy. Yeah. You know, yeah. as far as sex toys. Uh, yes, obviously. Yeah, I was gonna say my kids don't have dildos. Just no, 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 no. It's the most common no, toy. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, guys, before we really get rolling here, uh, you know, we're in Christmas week. Uh, and it's that time of year where, you know what, like, I just want to be happy. I just want to enjoy this week. We got uh, severe weather coming. Yeah. Uh, it's a mm. time for family and friends. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be all doom and gloom. You know what I'm saying? I want to enjoy the, uh, the beautiful time of year that it is. Which is I never want to be doom and gloom. Well, sometimes we, you, you want know, to be a Debbie Downer. No, but you know, sometimes when you're having or discussions, a Downer. You, you, you kind of you kind of get into a position where you're just like, geez, where are we at in life right now? Like, what's going on in this country? What's going on in the world? And you have to have those conversations, but at the same time, like you just want to have fun. Sometimes I just want to talk about humping. You just want to talk about humps. Where did humps That's come true, from? That's true, dude. Uh, but today, <laughs> oh, go ahead, Greg. I was well. I was gonna say I could talk about humping all day. Yeah, but uh, are you about? I think you're getting ready to talk about PardonMyAmerican.com. I sure am. Like, because that am. warm, fuzzy feeling was getting in my stomach, and yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, I no. felt something. Uh, PardonMyAmerican.com, guys. I, listen, we're, we're um, a show that's trying to grow, and in order to grow, we need uh, all you beautiful fans and uh, OGs to wear our gear, show it out in public, have yes. people see it, have people ask questions. Uh, if you want to support the show, it's a great way to do it. Get some of the shirts that we have, hoodies, mugs, cups, stickers, put it on your bumper, whatever it may be. All that stuff helps tremendously. Um, and it helps, uh, you know, put a lot of that stuff, the merchandise goes into the equipment of the show and yeah. upgrading things. Uh, and as far as Patreon, which is uh, where we've been pushing the most, not only are you getting tons of content, 20 episodes of Brass Tax, uh, you're getting four episodes of Strange Sauna, you're getting call-in shows, you're getting Zoom parties, very personable shows. Some of the best shows we do are the Patreon shows. That actually is going to us living. <laughs> like, that is our survival money you know what i'm saying that's the paycheck <laughs> that's the paycheck for us 
Uh, so it's very important that um, you know you guys get on there if you support the show and you like what we do. It, it, you know, it, it, it's the best way. And it helps us tremendously. Mm. We've seen some great growth. Well, yeah, and it, it helps us help you. I mean, we feel yeah. like we've earned it. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, here's a super chat or something. Like, I get that. That's that's fine and dandy. That's and great. we appreciate but, it. But, like, the Patreon is like we put the hard blood, sweat, and tears into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, you know, we we, we for many years, this has been, we've been doing this for a couple of years. And, and sometimes more serious and less serious, right? When we first started, we were just kind of having fun. We didn't put a lot into social media. We didn't do a lot of stuff with it. We were just doing it when we can. And we kind of got to the point where, obviously, we're in Texas now. Uh, Greg, you're still in the States, but we, we made the decision to, He's like— still in the States. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're we left, still in I, I Washington left, State. We left the country. Yeah, Greg, we moved you to Canada. <laughs> I'm in the Bahamas with the FTX guy. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's about scattered out of here. But, uh, no, yeah. we, we decided to make the decision that we're going to give this a really good go. And so we're trying to make content daily. We're coming in here every single day. Greg's waking up in the butt crack of dawn to get on the show. Oh, shit, dude. Uh, and, and, no, we just we want to make more content. We want to have better content for you guys, have more fun, uh, and just have and, and take it seriously and enjoy it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so we'll find out what that happens and where, where that road takes us. But the more you guys sign on to Patreon, the more able we are to do what we're doing right now long term. And show us your merch. Yeah, send pictures yeah, of your Growing is showing. Pardon my American podcast, Instagram, right? Re- reviews, five stars always helps. Um, you know, hopefully social media changes. And and I think there's a lot of positive things right yeah, now. We're on the road. That, yeah. that our people are starting to understand what's going on. And, you know, our dream, honestly, we just want a fair shot. I, that's I, we, what it we, is we all have, about. That's all we care about, guys. We, we all are friends. We love doing this even when we've struggled, even when we've been banned from things. Like, we just have fun. We're just wanting to be uh, here for you guys and hanging out. And we just want a fair chance. It, you know, if we don't make it, we don't make it. We gave it a fair shot. Yeah. But the bottom line is, is when you're censored, you're not getting a fair shot. Uh, yeah. And so by you guys and going that to goes Patreon. for every aspect of being censored. Not exactly. just our, our podcast. It's everyone. Whether you're a, a social media influencer yeah. or whether you're a musician or whether you're an actor trying to be an actor. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You have... It's been the, whether the, you're the, trying to be a porn star. Yeah, I mean, come well, on. Yeah. It's been the trend over the last few years. If you have a certain take on things, you're shit out of luck. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And and, and it just it, I hate that it's that way. Uh, people you should, guys know who the most famous porn star is in the world. Dirk Diggler. George Floyd. Oh man, I, I, I was gonna to say. Gosh, I was gonna say George Floyd, but then I blanked on his name. That's how important <laughs> yeah. he is. Yeah. Uh, regardless, guys, go check that out uh, and look at the content. There's five and ten dollar tiers. Um, you know, whatever fits your needs. We know times are tough. We know that the oh, economy is yeah. not the greatest. So everything you guys do do for us, we we appreciate it Doo-doo. tremendously. Do do. So just real quick before we get off that, if you guys are into conspiracies, occult, weird stuff, right? I do that side program called Strange Sauna. Yep. And that is only on Patreon. That episode just dropped today. Every Wednesday, yep. you get a brand new spanking episode. I mean, we're talking about an hour episode up to hours. Uh, well, up to an hour. And this one was on the uh, follow-up on the science and human cloning and celebrity clones, mm-hmm. celebrities who claim that they've been cloned, they know where the cloning centers are and all that shit. And then I dive into Donald Marshall. He's a very uh, suspicious character, I'll put it that way, but his claims are that he's an Illuminati whistleblower mm. and that he was cloned and tortured all by celebrities as well in these human cloning centers. Mm. So That's pretty rad. 
And you, yeah, you, you spend a lot of time. Weird. You spend a lot of time diving into that stuff, and that's that's another uh, important part of the show. And it's on Patreon because you're able to say what you want, really. I mean, you you can go through and really dive that's into the, stuff. That's the benefit behind. Be, uh, yes. being behind a paywall yeah and we see it with the drinking bros obviously they do their patreon shows and there's like hey it's on patreon who gives a shit we'll say whatever we want to we'll play whatever we want to do what we want to um but at the end of the day guys like we have tons of stuff we do the brass tax which is also on that uh where that's just really a dive in onto a single topic a uh, single article that yeah. we kind of breaking in some are funny some are serious uh and, and it, that, that's always a lot of fun and then guys we also have a side channel pardon my reaction we yep. just did one that's going to be up later today uh, where we react to uh, music and, and sometimes trailers and stuff, but mostly music, yeah. and we have a ton of fun with it. It's uh, it's a blast. We just did a new one, Devil's Cut, today. It was uh, is a country rock kind of band, uh, pretty small band, and they they were awesome. And so if you want that That's reaction, go look up. Pardon my reaction. And uh, also subscribe to that as well. Uh, you know what you guys should do? What's that? You should do a reaction for barbecue sauce. I mean, you're down in Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got all the freaking, you know, the meat galore yeah. down there. What we should do is we should go down and we should get brisket from, you know, Ooh, uh, Terry Black's. Mm. We should get brisket. There's actually this other place that these guys talk about all the time in the studio here, and I can't think of the name of it. Uh, but there's uh, Loro or whatever has some brisket. Mm-hmm. Just go get like three or four briskets and let's have a brisket. You know, like who has the best brisket in Austin? Dude, I would I would salivate just watching you. <laughs> yes, uh, I but, might I might unzip my pants watching that. Well, that's dude. fine. Jesus. Uh, dude, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it, man. You yeah, know? I love barbecue. Barbecue yeah. is my favorite, hands down, favorite food. Yeah, it's. I know uh, when we came here the first time when we came to Austin to do the Drinking Bros show. Like we every time we were going to get food anywhere, Greg's it was barbecue. Like, hey, you want to get barbecue? But yeah, but see when you're when you're, <laughs> well, duh. Yeah, but when I you're think visiting, we ate barbecue more than I've ate barbecue in my entire life on that trip. It's true, but I did not regret it one bit. No, no, no. And that's the thing though is like when you come and visit, you feel like you're obligated to just get barbecue. Uh, yeah. uh, when you're yeah. living here, like we haven't, we've only had barbecue a couple times, it, mostly because like it can be expensive. I haven't had barbecue once. Uh, we went to a place in uh, San Antonio. We went to the uh, to the the Christmas thing that they had going on there. And it was this little restaurant right downtown. It was a really cool restaurant. Uh, and we ate that and, uh, it was, it was very good. In fact, Jill said, this is the best brisket I've ever had. Mm. Uh, and, uh, wow. and it, the brisket was phenomenal. The rest of the stuff was really good. Terry blacks obviously is the big one around here that people talk about, but then there's snow's <laughs> barbecue. Why don't you guys go to that Mexican restaurant that we went to and eat the barbecue? Oh, yeah. That was oh, so God. disgusting. Yeah, I don't know why we did it that. It wasn't disgusting. It wasn't disgusting. It was. Uh, it was. It was bad. It, it was it not was, bad. It wasn't Terry Black's. No, to sure. me that was more on like uh, Dickie's barbecue, right? Like a little bit more like generic, lower level, but for it was also very inexpensive. Yeah, so well, it, sure. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of is when I went on an all-inclusive Mexico trip, uh-huh. and we showed up to our resort at like 10 p.m. And the food was still out, you know, like oh, yeah. left over from the day. And we're like, ooh, they have an all-nighter buffet here. You know, we walk up <laughs> and we're like, let's try some of these ribs. Yeah. It's like lukewarm. Yeah. Like yeah. the sauce is gelatinous because it's been sitting there for too long. That's, that's what it reminded me of. That's the problem with barbecue, though, is that because it's such a process to, like, get it smoked and it's hours and hours of smoking and doing this stuff, like, you really have to have it dialed in knowing exactly how much you're going to need. You know what I'm saying? Because you get to a point yeah. where it's you have too much left over, and then it kind of loses its thing, or you run out. And most places just will run out. They say, hey, we're making this much. Yeah. And if you go too late, they'll say, brisket's out, bro. Fuck, you know, beef ribs. Yeah. No more. Uh, and that's and that part of it's kind of nice because it forces you to, like, we got to get there early. 
Exactly. Uh, but Snow's Barbecue, which is uh, East Austin, mm-hmm. that is supposedly one of the best in the country. And I have oh. got to get myself out there because that's uh, boy, I wish I remembered her name. It's like Trixie. I, I, it was something. I can't. But it was the old woman. She's she's old, uh, um, and she just kills it. And she's been on uh, Gordon Ramsay or whatever. He's went there. It was on that barbecuing show where they highlighted some of the best barbecuers in the country. Um, it, I don't it, know if you guys can tell right now, but I'm naked. I, oh, underneath yeah, this get... table, I'm nude. <laughs> yeah, with all this hot barbecue talk, dude, I'm like digging it. I, I can't remember her name though. It's 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 unfortunate because she is such a sweet woman, and she's very and she just she has like the touch. Mm. There's something about like cooking food. You know what I'm saying? That you just is like, she the one that opens up every Tootsie. morning? There it is, Tootsie, yes, okay. Tootsie. Yeah, and you've seen her. She's been on some really great Netflix shows where they highlighted and they talk about her life. And boy, she's yeah. been through some shit. But that woman, there's there's knows some, how to fucking cook. Well, dude, there's there's a certain <laughs> level of love that you put into food, and you can taste that shit mm. when your grandma or your mom or there's or your family's cooking that meal for you, and it's like their their recipe. Um, yeah, you can't mimic that shit. Uh, my grandma makes a mix. Right, and it's just something I grew up with, and I love her mix, dude. I love it to death. My wife got the recipe. What do you mean mix? What, it, it's like, like you it? know, it's like it's like a Chex mix, like you know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, she, yeah. She makes okay. this mix, and I and I just grew up with it. Everybody that that eats my grandma's mix loves her mix. And my wife, you know, a couple of years back said, you know, can I get the recipe for this? Because like we, you know, we want to be able to keep this going. And yeah. um, it's close, but it's not hers. No cigar. And, huh? and when she asked her, she's like, "Well, what do you? How do you do?" And she's like, "Well." I don't know, you just throw in like this and how much like i don't you know they she just well dude it's like so hands you know she just yeah it's just this there's a method to it and it's hard there to was a there was like a cartoon on cartoon network a while ago i when i was working at sears this guy brought up this segment in that show where they were cooking things mm-hmm. and they're like everybody was just in love with this thing they're like oh god this is awesome and they go what did you put in here and they list the ingredients it goes but the secret ingredient is love yeah and I've always thought about that because I've heard that if you cook with bad intentions, yeah, the food will taste bad. I don't know hey, if you that's know like little that, woo-woo. But that kind of idea works. They've they've shown that it works with like growing plants and stuff, too. It does. Too. Yes, you're right on that. So like if, yeah. if, you're, if you're gardening and stuff and you talk to the plants or, or you genuinely just have a good attitude when you're doing your gardening, yeah. your plants will grow better. Yeah, if you and they, sure. they showed like if you literally like fuck you plant you motherfucker. Yeah, it'll, it'll fucking wilt. It'll chicken. like die. Uh, and- so that's what I'm saying. Like if you cook your son, like your uh, son or daughter, or your your kids, or whatever, you cook them a meal and you make it the best you can make it with the intention of like <laughs> I want my kid to be satisfied with this. I want yeah. them to freaking love this meal. Well, you know, I wonder they- if it makes it taste better. Well, it probably does. Well, you know what they say: the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. It's true. Oh, yes. But you know what it is? Here's the deal. Like, if you're in a rush and you don't care, right, you slap a pork chop, you got a steak, you just throw it on the fucking grill. It's never grill, as good. And you just flip it and you wait till it's done, you just throw it on a plate, and it's, there's just, like, nothing to it. There, you're not seizing yeah. in it. Uh, and a lot of times, like, when you're cooking, you see you see these these older women or men or whoever. And I, I say older because usually they're the ones that are cooking these mm. amazing meals. But they're just, they, they have so much, like, care finesse and finesse that they're giving and they're just kind of soaking it in i like what you're doing with your hands there Dave. yeah I dude like I'm, I'm, oh my god okay <laughs> uh, <No. laughs> and, and they know and and, and a lot and i just watched this video where this uh this grandma uh the the this daughter was filming her make this thing mm. that she makes and she's lit up because like, she's never been asked to do it and and, and she's like you know it's crazy because my grandma 
Like she just, she's kind of a reclusive person. And I asked her, if she'd do this. And she was like, yes, I'll do this. That's fun. Uh, and she got so many great comments. People were like, oh, I would never want to listen. Cause she had this voice. That's like very soothing. Like mm-hmm. this grandma did. It was older, kind of wise. And it felt like you, she could read you a book and you fall asleep. Oh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And so people were commenting, like, I, I don't want anybody else to read me how to, how to cook a dumpling, uh, you know, or something, whatever she was cooking other than your grandma. And she's mm-hmm. like, she just lit up because there was a time where people like put all this effort into food and it was an hour's process. They made everything by hand. Yep. All every all the noodles were made by oh, yeah. All family the dinners were a spectacle. They spent hours doing it, and then they would bring it out, and they would say she used to come out, and she would just be so proud to serve you this meal, knowing that you're going to love it. Yeah, and, for and, sure. And dude. nowadays with food, it's just dead. It's well, like you go I to mean, McDonald's, so it's just dead food. Like how many times have you gotten like a hamburger from McDonald's and it's just like sloppily thrown together, yeah. like the buns off to the side, the meats just all the way out to the freaking next corner? I don't well, know. Yeah, and just the just you looking at it, you're already got a bad taste in your mouth. Yes, it's yeah. almost like guilty masturbation or something. You know, it's like just <laughs> yeah. you feel dirty eating it. You're like, yeah. God, what am I doing with my life? Well, and it's unfortunate because a lot of people, even like even us, you know, yeah. like we everybody's got kids and they work. And, and so, like, you know, my wife likes making meals and she does a great job. And obviously we don't do that all the time. And a lot of times it's like we'll go to Costco and we'll, we'll get like those pre-made, you know, like meatloaf meals or the, the chicken uh, Alfredo meals. Right. And we'll heat them up and they're good. They're fine. Uh, mm-hmm. It's better than like complete junk food, I guess. But it's like there is something about like when somebody spends time. That's why I ter- like your Thanksgiving dinners are mm-hmm. always like it just feels better because it's just like yeah. you spent time. Yeah. How am I going to make this turkey? How am I going to make this ham? You appreciate the food more. Oh, heck yes. Well, dude. let me ask you this. Have you guys, so there's those restaurants that you can go to, like Subway or something, where you can see them make your food as it's being processed. You can yeah. tell them what you want on it. Um, I actually went to a Subway, and these two women, they were like elderly mom type of age, right? Yep. They were making my sandwich, and while they made my sandwich, this is a while ago, by the way, I was thinking, boy, oh boy, this is going to taste delicious because the amount of care that they were doing. And I was like, wow, they are spending so much time on like making sure everything is like appropriately spaced. There's enough sauce here. You know, you got all this. And I'm like, and and by golly, it was the best damn Subway sandwich I've ever had, guys. Come on now. Yeah, no, it's true. There's something to say about um, meticulous detail. And like like you said, just the, the care and I mean, like the love of just preparing something for somebody else that, that certain people put into it. Dude, it can be fast food too. I mean, yeah. here's the deal. Like, and I've to, I've kind of told this way back in the day, but when I was working in Portland, there is a uh, Jack in the Box, which is not my favorite fast food, by the way. But there's a Ultimate Jack in the Box by good. my store. It was the only fast food we had by my yeah. store, so I would go there, and it, it had these. Uh, it was mostly Mexican workers. Uh, and I always was joking on the show, like, they had the best, like, jack-in-the-box tacos. They they nailed it, bro. But the thing <laughs> oh. about them that – and I always thought this is the best jack-in-the-box I've ever been to. Every time I go there, my burger came out. You know, I get the, the ultimate double or whatever, oh, right? yeah, always. And and they, they do the half wrap on the burger like you're supposed to. It's inside the box. Mm-hmm. And you'd pull that thing out, and it looked like a fucking commercial. Mm. Like, the patties were perfectly aligned. The cheese was centered. All the this lettuce was where it should, or no, I guess they didn't have lettuce, but it was just, uh, what I'm saying is it, it wasn't messy. It was picturesque. And I would just look at it and be like, these guys really give a shit about my burger. And it yeah. always tasted better because, you know, they didn't overcook it. It probably wasn't an old, you know, stale burger 
that has been sitting in the warmer for two hours. Yeah. For sure it is. And, and even it made that fast food that much better. So just so taking this, a second. Let this be a lesson to all those fast food workers out there, okay? Your work matters. You could spread joy and love to this world by creating the perfect food. You're right, because we've set the bar so low now, right? We expect we expect to go to a fast food place and have the order wrong. Mm, and yeah. that's why oh, yeah. and listen and here's the truth that is that, why that is it, it's like a it's like a thing now where as soon as you leave the drive-thru check the bag you check your fucking you bags. have to you have to because 75 percent of the time there's gonna be well i'm not gonna say 75 no i'm gonna say 90 bro you think 90 they wow, listen even if they really don't mess high. your food up they don't give you the sauce i, oh, I went yeah i went the other day and I, I got all my food me and my daughter we went to culver's it's the first time we've been to culver's it's really good they have all different kinds of food which is great but I got fish and chips, uh, and I checked my food. I was like, it's all here. Great. Everything's bagged nice. And then I get home, no tartar sauce. Oh, I'm like, no. are you kidding me? I, like, I got fish, and I got no fucking tartar. Like, the one thing I, I did ate- that the other, uh, here the other day. We went through. I forget where, where we were. I forget what place we were. But we went through, and I specifically asked for sauce. Yeah. Like, at the window, as I'm getting the yeah. food. She's like, hey, you <laughs> oh, want dang. this sauce? And I was like, yes, I want this and this. And then she hands me the bag, and there's no fucking sauce in there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's literally like the last step before you get yeah. your food. That's what I'm it's saying. Like, Hello. It, it, my point is, is even if your food's right, they give you one less straw than you should have. <laughs> they give you no sauce for your like. It's always something. No napkins. Like it's something stupid, but it's always something. It's, you know what it is? Yeah. It's it's not even the people that work there. It's the companies themselves are trying to push things so quickly that. It, things just get forgotten because they're in a rush. Well, here's the here's me. That, that's Could no, be. that is because I know mm. for a fact because my wife was a manager at McDonald's for a long time. Yeah, they have timers. They have specific timers that they have, and if I know. they are over those times, they get kind of in trouble. Yeah, but they can let the car go. <laughs> oh, shit. They can let the car go into the waiting spot, and that timer stops. I know that. That's what. Yeah, but they only have so much room for that. Well, I mean, here's the deal. We can admit here in Austin, like the line, like Culver's. I was in line for thirty minutes. Like, yeah. easy. Yeah. Uh, like, people, like, there's a couple restaurants here. And, and let's, let's look at it even more like a uh, countrywide. Like, Chick-fil-A <laughs> is always packed, bro. It has oh, always yeah. got mad lines. And they have so much where they have, like, especially in uh, this one only has two here. But in uh, Portland or Vancouver, they have three lines to get into the place. And it winds through the oh, mall yeah. parking lot. Yeah. It's massive. No, huge. But here's my problem. This is why people love Chick-fil-A. It's because for some reason... That company can literally have more customers than anybody else. More customers than McDonald's, more customers. They're the number one, I believe, in the Mm. country for sales. They can have all that stuff, and they will almost never screw your order up. And not only that, but they're friendly to you. They have to be. Like, have you ever had a rude Chick-fil-A person? Not once, dude. Yes, sir. And they always Uh, say, how can I help you? No, I haven't had a rude one, but I do. There is one thing I don't (laughs) like about Chick-fil-A. What? I Uh hate that they have the people standing in the drive up and they don't have a menu. Like you just have to know what you want. Well, you have the app, dude. You get on your yeah, phone. I, mean, you I don't have time to get on a fucking app. That's the I'm only going thing through the drive through. I'm driving. I'm going somewhere. See, I'm stopping Chris, at Chick-fil-A. I just I want to drive up and look at the menu. Yeah, but you that's I don't true. always know what I want right off the top of my well, head. See, I don't always the get the same thing. You just say, what do you got? They don't know. Then they walk away and go get a, a menu. Oh, yeah, I, see, I don't bummer. I, I I can I, I you know what first world problem Chris yeah no <laughs> shit <over here. laughs> just angry 
My wife, yeah. when, we, when we're driving around, because obviously we don't know the areas that well around here. And, and to be fair, there are so many options here. It's, oh, yeah. it's crazy how many fucking places are that you've never heard of. Well, that and if you're also going to have people standing in the drive-thru taking your order, why even have the board thing up there to take your order? Because they don't even use those. Yeah, I mean, I think, it's, it, it, I think it came out of just demand and and change. And, mm. and I think that they got so big. And, they, and, and listen, their food is great, man. They don't screw it up. They don't screw it up. Like, I have... I have not personally had a bad experience. I, you know, obviously I've had sandwiches that were better than another sandwich, but yeah. not bad. Nothing's been bad. And, and 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 to Chris's point, like when we go out to places, like we go to San Antonio or something, and we're like, okay, what's around here? Or Jill will call me if I'm at home and she's out shopping, like, hey, what do you want? There's this new place, and I just get online and I just look at their menu and I say, yeah, yeah, that's give me yeah. the number two. Uh, and then there we I go. I freaking love that, dude. It's it, it's it's that's just how we and Jill does the same thing. Like, we'll look at it before we get to the restaurant and figure out, because I don't want to sit in line and, like, stare at a menu and be like, ah, oh, hold on a second here. Uh, you know, because my kids are obviously, they're going to take fucking forever. Uh, because Rowan, my oldest, Dude, is that's that why that. you got to decide for them. You just could be well, like, hey, yeah, yeah, she'll have the chicken nuggets, she'll have the No, nah, but see, here's the thing. Like, I, I, I don't want my kids to only eat chicken nuggets, because, like, my middle child. Well, uh, then don't go to fast food. Well, they have other options, man. <laughs> they have other options. You just think that it's only chicken nuggets. But my, my oldest is like, she's at the point now where she doesn't want kids' meals. Uh, and so I'm like, what do you want to try? Like, what, what's, what do you want to try? Uh, and we encourage her to, like, get something different. Get a salad. Try the chicken sandwich. Try this mm-hmm. instead of the strips. Because it's so easy to be like chicken strips or nuggets or a cheeseburger at that matter. But, you know, there's been many times where, where Rose tried something, and she's like, wow, that's really good. I'm like, I fucking told you it was. But you continue to Isn't, think. That's a whole nother thing. Isn't it weird? Like, I say this all the time to Van, because he's at this point where he will not eat anything. He won't try new dude, things. Dude, I'll second that. Nothing. N- nothing. Like, wow. he'll puke. And I'm like, every time, I'm like, dude, there's going to be a time yeah. when you finally eat something I tell you to eat. And you're going to be like, why the hell haven't I been eating this the whole time? Or he goes into denial, or he he won't admit that he likes it because yeah. he knows that yeah. he's wrong. Yep. This thing sucks, Dad. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. He goes to his room and eat it. Alone. But you know what it is? Is it's like and to be and that's why they do it: chicken strips and chicken nuggets. They're so basic: chicken, breading, yeah. and kids don't see any like green shit on it. They don't see any yep. stuff on it, and that's why it lures them in. But yeah. but again, if you give them the option of like and that and and. Chick-fil-A is what it is, but their salads are – my wife loves their salads. Yeah, I know your too. your Ash loves their salads. They have some great my salads. Ash. Your Ash. Your Ash, dude. Your Ash. My Ash loves that salad. Yeah, I, I, you <laughs> bet your Ash she does. I worded that so weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, no, my point is, is how come a company like that can be so streamlined and so smooth? Like, it, even if it takes a little bit of time to go through, it's such a smooth process. And how come no one else can do it? I don't get that. It's because they don't give a shit. Well, and I think a lot of it is uh, biz- business management. It is. For sure. I, quality I think, of the I mean, business. Dude. Well, yeah. quality of business, but also you're promoting people to be in those positions that actually can do those positions. Yeah. And, and that's a big yeah, part of it. True. Like you go to McDonald's or like the, there's people that are managers that shouldn't be fucking managers. No, 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 no. I agree with you on that. Like that's, that's a problem in itself. And then, and then the whole business suffers. Well, and it's also like how much how much emphasis do you put on customer service, right? Some oh, places yeah. put a lot of emphasis. You know, here's the deal. Yeah. I just I just went and got new tires for my my vehicle, and I, I went to Firestone, and it was fine. It was fine. Uh, you know, the, the experience was fine. But then I was thinking, like, we have Les Schwab in the Northwest, yeah. Mm-hmm. And every time I went to Les Schwab, 
It was over the top customer service, man. Well, yeah, always yeah. friends. Yeah. Like Schwab, they know you by name. They they offer. They come running out and they're like, hip, oh, hip, hip. Yep. yeah, what can I get for you? And, 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 yeah. Small things, bro. Granted, we were a small town, but no, but Les Schwab as a whole—that's their motto, right? They yeah. you treat your customers. Now, here's like small details. I went and got my tires put on. I have some old style steely rims with the chrome trim. I mean, it's just the old style. Yeah. Uh, at Les Schwab, I would go in. I would get new tires on, you know, one of the cars. And they would put the tire on, and then they would wash the rim. Mm, yep. And they would uh, clean the rim. And, and when you get it, and you're like, oh, it's all nice and clean. Yep. No, so not, you have one clean rim. No, no, you because <laughs> I, I never. No, I would. You're only not. You're not going to Les Schwab to get one new tire. I mean, I have. Oh. I have. But and sometimes you go there to fix a patch. You know what I mean? Like yeah, patch it up. I don't know if they wash the tire for a patch, but regardless, I'm just saying when they when you put new tires yeah. on, they fire some. No, I got it back and it was greasy as shit, still dirty, dusty, and I'm like, it's nothing. It, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. It's my dirty tire or wheel. But I'm like, it's just that one thing you could have done that would have been like, oh, that was cool of them to do that. And that's where people, they just go, it's not worth it. Like, no, most people don't care. But they do. Yeah. You do notice that stuff. You do notice that McDonald's is not as friendly. When you go up and, eh, how can I take your order? And they're fucking, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, you want <laughs> yeah. sauce with that or not? Like, what do you want? Like, it's just, it turns you off. And uh, you will not go to Chick-fil-A and have a customer that's not giving you eye contact and, and pleasantly speaking to you. And it makes a difference. It makes you happy, and then all of a sudden you eat your food, and you're even more happy. And you're like, oh, it was a good experience. I like that. That's fun. And then guess what, Dave? Huh? You're more inclined to go back. A hundred percent. There you go. Can so we it's just a, have a more customer. Can we have more fast food that, like, uses more profanity? That would be fun. Oh, there is that one restaurant. Yeah, there is that one. Remember that? That's in Was England. it Dick's? No, well, Dick's is Dick's is uh no, I can't think of the name of it, but they they have that in San Antonio, mm. and they give you the dunce hats and they they do the oh, funny yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's a place in London that's that's really famous from TikTok, and uh, it's a, an old diner style, like a '50s style diner, American style diner, and they they literally just cuss at you at the what whole time. What do you fucking that's, want, you little twat? That's yeah. hilarious. Looking at me, you stupid uh, that, bitch. That's hilarious, yeah, dude. And, and what the best part is, like on the TikTok, they actually. They bring like their, their grandparents and yeah. they say, we don't tell them what's going on. So they show up and they're like, oh, who's this old bag? And they're like, oh, I won't want to be here anymore. That would be hilarious. Like if yeah. you went through a drive-thru with a, with a restaurant like that and you ordered chicken nuggets for your kid and the guy's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Fucking seriously, chicken nuggets. That's what you're going to fucking eat? Anybody want to take a guess how fat this kid is? <laughs> you really want to die young, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Chicken you know that's not chicken, is. right? One side of heart attack coming at you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, we that's there's a place for that, and we don't have a lot of those here. There needs to be. But there needs to be. Because people need to loosen their fucking assholes and, and fucking just yes. have fun with life. Yes, it's comedy. Yeah, it's comedy. You like those loose buttholes, don't you, Chris? I mean, if you're too if you're too stuck <laughs> up and tight, I mean, you're not enjoying anything. That's true. It's true. Yeah, you can't be. You have to have some looseness to you. <laughs> you do. You do. Because you do. life is fluid. Mm. And life is. You got to flow with it. Gender is not. Gender, but life, gender is not. Life is. Gen, uh, yeah. And life. you got to be loose enough to swim along with the stream. Oh wow, we're getting deep. <laughs> well, hey, so I'm thinking about something that you put in your mouth that makes you feel real good. And that will make you enjoy life no matter what. Ooh. Oh, I know what you're yes, talking about. You know, you about. think where I'm. I think I know where I'm going with this, you guys. Oh, I know you know it where you're going with this. Definitely loosens you up. I I know yes. where I know where you're going with this. It loosies you up. Let's put it that way, yes. everybody. Lots of adults choose to use nicotine, but there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Get ready. This is an ad for Lucy's Breakers. If you're one of a millions of adults who use nicotine, and you know that not all of these products are the same. 
And there's one new product that stands above the rest, and that is Lucy Breakers. They come in so many flavors, mint, berry, citrus, mango, and even espresso, Dave. Mm. I love this product, guys. Uh, as soon as they sent us our first package out when we first got this uh, promotion from these guys, I was like, yes. It was perfect. It was perfect. Uh, it had the right amount in it. You have multiple options of how many milligrams you want, four, six. I think it even goes up to eight. might even be more than that, 12 maybe. Uh, but the point is, is you have options. The flavors are excellent, guys, and I mean that seriously. A lot of these other companies, their flavors are trash. They don't taste good. They don't last long. Not Lucy. They are one of the best on the market. It is 100% worth the try. So whether you use nicotine while working, creating, or playing, Lucy Breakers are the intelligent choice. Yes, and we've got a special deal for our listeners. Get $10 off your first order when you use the promo code PARDON at checkout. And shipping is always free. That's Lucy.co. Promo code PARDON to receive $10 off and free shipping. Visit Lucy.co for more details. And we thank Lucy for sponsoring the podcast. Yes, we do. And here comes that fine print, guys. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age, and every order is age verified. This product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. But get on there if you like to use it. Get that $10 off and that free shipping. It is worth it. Hell yeah. You know, Use some Lucy, it. and then also, you guys, get on my bookie. Heck it's yes. just, you know, what are you doing? Make Who doesn't like money. sports? Who doesn't like sports? Come on. Come on. 162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, and props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Yeah, getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use the promo code Drinking Bros to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Everybody, this is Fauci here. Go ahead and sign up today using that promo code Drinking Bros. And you'll secure your first deposit up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet you halfway. All the way up to $1,000. Oh, wow. Uh, bet <laughs> Merry any- Christmas. <laughs> oh, God. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Thank you, Mr. Fauci. Uh, you nailed it. Uh, I don't know if you're going to win anybody over with that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, we appreciate my bookie and Lucy. They are both great sponsors of the show. Please go check it out and uh, get some of those discounts for sure. It's good stuff. Do it to it. Do it to it. So before we started the show, Dave, you said that you had a question. This sounded really fun, and I was like, "Yes, let's bring this back." Old yeah, yeah, yeah. Down. So, um, you know, you know, in the spirit of just uh, having some fun discussion and not trying to follow shit that's going on in the in the day here, uh, I saw this this video yesterday, and I'm pretty sure I've seen it in the past, but never really put much thought into it. But it was a basic question. The guy had this video. It was, it was on a on a video. He took that clip and he shared it, and he said, "This will make you think." And then the video was kind of funny. The guy was like, you know, showed him like cooking, getting ready for bed. And he just kept saying like, what is the answer? I don't know. The question, <laughs> the question was, if you were born deaf, you've never heard anything in your entire life. I'm talking completely deaf. No sound. What voice is in your head? If you have mm. no recognition mm. of words, if you have nothing, then what? Because uh, everybody speaks to themselves. They have their own it, internal conscious that they talk to. What? is it i know who it is it's god duh (laughs) there we go so here no i'm not done i'm not saying that's the answer but what i am saying is at that point you're controlling what god says 
or what God sounds like. I don't know. But there's, that's there's, a really good question. Like, it is. Um, do they have like do they they do they think in imagery because they don't really have any uh, sound to kind of like use as their main thought sound like when we speak mm. in our heads we speak mm. in English well, they still know they still know language Dave I mean they learn how to read and write just because you're deaf doesn't mean you don't know how to read and write right so I, I think that they would know the words but they would yeah, they would have to read it in a language inside their head but, you're right but that's the thing though like even when we speak in our minds like our inner monologue we have like you can talk in different tones and pitches like you can you can no, I won't. I don't want to say what the word, what the word for like you don't you don't visualize it, but you, I I don't know, but you you run it through your mind and like say you're you're thinking of a melody for a song or something. You running those pitches and tones and different yeah. sounds through your mind, well, so you have the ability because you've heard those before. So it's that kinda, none of that it would exist if you were deaf. Well, it's kind of like when you hear that there's like a quote from Matthew McConaughey, you read the quote as Matthew McConaughey. You're like, all right, all right, all right, here we go. This is how today's going to yeah. be. You know what I mean? Yeah. But and so that's that's just weird that you would never be able to hear those people's voices and you wouldn't just read stuff like that. But to Dave's original point, if you've never heard anybody speak, what does it sound like? Well, that's the thing I'm trying to say. It's like, um, you know, I, I'm, I've been around people who are, are deaf, hard of hearing. Uh, we actually we had some kids in school who were deaf, but they had enough, and, and you could tell like right where um they're deaf, but they have enough hearing that they can kind of say words. But it, you know you know when you have um like deaf speech where it's it's off a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Um, and that's because you can't hear enough to pronounce it the proper way or even hear yourself speak. Mm -hmm. But my my question is is uh, that's fine because you can work with that a little bit. But I'm talking about say you have no hearing at all. I'm saying say mm -hmm. that shit doesn't exist and you are it is dead silent you you can see mouths moving but there is absolutely no sound. Hmm. How do you even teach somebody how to read? Because an s, s, s like if if you can't even oh, hear yeah. that how do you read? Because that s just you see it and you can you can you can draw it but yeah, you don't you know what the, the you don't know what the sound of it is. Yeah, exactly. Cuz huh. s or or like a you know c uh s a you i mean there's some stuff but like how do you even do that like, it's just one of those things that like in life it's it's this thing that pe some people have dealt with and you just don't know the answer to it yeah like mm -hmm. is it some internal thing that do you and i would have to think maybe you kind of think in uh visual like where you know you're instead of like actually like there's, there's or do talking. you or do you run off like like you can feel or like the sound waves maybe like you can feel different pitches and like the vibration maybe and here's the mm. here's the real deep one bro what if you have sounds eternally that come out in your head that is not a language that we know oh. and that is your actual human language because it's the most primal thing you have no <laughs> influence from the outside and so whatever yeah. sounds you're making in you is the real human sound and the real human language. Hey, right? I'm gonna. If you're deaf and listening to the show, you should put a comment. I'm yeah, no, I'm no. kidding. But <laughs> wow. But oh, I mean, if you're Chris watching on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, there's subtitles. Yeah, you can, that's true. You can put subtitles on. It's yeah, an interesting one because, um, it, it, honestly, it's not a disrespectful thing. We're not trying to be disrespectful. No, it's a legitimate um, it's a question very... because I've actually, like I told Dave before the show, I've actually asked people, like uh, Hispanic people, 
like when they speak primarily Spanish, like what when they're talking to themselves in their mind, what language do they speak? Mm. And, and a lot of people have, that I've asked have like never really thought about it before. And they're like, I go, because I, they speak both languages, but Hispanic was primarily their, their primary language. Mm-hmm. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess I, I speak English in my mind. Weird. Well, and there is something and called some aphasia. That, aphasia? Which is like aphasia, which is um, you, you think you're saying something, but you're saying something completely different. Right. I believe it's called aphasia. Maybe that's uh, maybe it's called something else. But there is that condition where you're you're speaking fluidly and you're like, yeah, I'm getting my point across. But then everybody's confused by what the hell you just said. It's yeah. like, uh, what? Well, that's yeah. I mean, you're <clears throat> a lot of times your brain is working faster than your mouth. And uh, and it also goes with the sense of like, you know, you have a very with debating or having discussions like you have in your head exactly what you want to say mm-hmm. and it's impossible to get it out right yeah you know i mean mm-hmm. which is your conscious basically they know the answer it's just it you're could not... be dysphagia I, I, yeah. it's either yeah. one of those aphasia is the inability to comprehend or formulate your language because of a damage to specific brain regions mm. hmm. okay so like chris when you had that uh motorcycle thing that happened to you all which the time one <laughs> yeah i mean that, then, that, that is a like, thing like like boxers because you always say you're like dude the reason why it you know i'm like breaking up my speech here i was like just too many bike accidents dude that is a thing like e- even when i haven't had any alcohol in me i i still slur my words every once in a while and i have a i do have a a problem piecing together sentences when i'm kind of just going off the cuff because yeah. I, my whether it be how many times I've hit my head or how many concussions I've had, I don't know. But it's it's harder to uh, express exactly what I'm piecing together in my mind. Yeah, it's weird. It's real, bro. <clears throat> it's weird. Uh, but this 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 particular question just kind of got me like, you know, there's a lot of things in life in in the world that you live in that you see every day or pass or do that you don't really. It's kind of like what we we're talking about with the word, the meaning of hump. There's just mm-hmm. these things that we do and say and acknowledge as part of our lives that we actually don't know anything about that we don't think of. And I, I saw a comedian who uh, was making a, a joke, but it, it was actually like a real thing. Like he's like, dude, I'm 37 years old. And we actually know this now more here because we're in Texas and this is predominant here. But he's like, I've never known how a water tower works. And we have water towers all over the place. Every city has that big tower that has the or name of the city or multiple. And it has the name of the city on it, yep. you know, Round Rock or whatever. And it's like you see them, you acknowledge them, but do you even know how that works? And the comedian was like, is that all of our water? Is that like our whole <laughs> supply? And like, what's the point of that? How does that even work? Yeah. And it's those things where you just drive by something and you know what it is, but you actually don't know how it functions. Yeah. And Dude, why just think about, think about TV and cell phones. Like, how yeah. am I talking to you guys right now? This is fucking yeah. amazing. I'm seeing you guys visually on a screen. Yeah. Medications. How does that happen? How does those medications actually work in your body? Like, how does, you know, how, there's so many things, bro. There's so many things that you just don't take the time to actually understand and learn about but you just take it for granted you know what i'm saying it's there it serves its purpose but then i was thinking okay so these are fun questions like well i got a couple more here found this oh, yes. uh, i found this website it's just it's called it's the minimalism it made simple.com but it's 65 kind of thought-provoking questions and uh, i have one here that uh, well there's a ton I, I don't even know i'm just gonna pick random ones um <clears throat> but let's see let's try 
Do you agree with the thought that we are all born creative, but schools kill creativity? So do you think every person mm. is born creative and that schools kill creativity? Um, I would say not everybody's born creative. I think certain people are more creative than others, but there's definitely, I think the way that our school is taught funnels your direction towards a certain way. So yeah. you can be creative, but only this path. Sure. Whereas it's it's less restrictive if you were just to keep it open and be like, hey, kids, well, what are you good at? You know, like think of something that you want to do that's fun. Yep. And usually kids like to do things, or at least they're good at things that they like to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they, they do it all the time. Well, and the school system, and this is problematic, but the school system likes to bottleneck everybody. And, and that's where equal outcome situations are bad because they want everybody to get the same education. They want a very um, uniform education for all. And that really does stifle any creativity. It's called well-rounded, Dave, okay? Well, here's the deal. Like, uh, <laughs> I saw this video, and it was really interesting. There was a, uh, this, this family, and they have a nine-month-old. They had a nine-month. Their, their, their child is now four. But they, they're nine month, when he was nine months old, or she was nine months old, she was already walking, right? Mm. And mm-hmm. people were like, wow, that's really like, cool that she was nine months and she was already walking. And then it shows, the video shows her progressing from nine months, you know, and then a year and a year and a half to – and this little girl was like on the playground and she was like doing pull-ups, swinging across stuff, climbing up the craziest shit. And people were like kind of losing their mind like, what, why are you doing this? And they said, when she started walking at nine months and she started climbing on things like the couch and the coffee table, we never stopped her. We just yeah. let her do it. And most parents say, get off this. I do it. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's, for me, it's mostly about safety. Like I don't want, sure. ki- I don't want the kids climbing on my coffee table because it's class. And the weight of them, I don't want them to fall through and cut themselves. That's different. But they just said we let her do her thing. We took her to the park, and we let her climb things and and tried to not be hands-on with this little kid. We didn't say, like, ooh, and try to guide them every step of the way. Just let them fall and learn. And kids are strong. Like, they really are. Their body size, they're very, very strong. And and you saw this little girl just swinging across, and all these other kids are struggling. And sometimes you you just let them flourish. You know, that's uh, it's funny because that is, uh, you know, it's an it's an interesting idea. And I think people try to exploit that idea as well, because the Uralian religion, the UFO cult, they actually they believe in the universal basic income where no one has to work. Mm. Work is only done by robots. Right. Yeah. I don't know why I did that. But uh, I, I pulled I a Nixon. I pulled a Nixon. But um, so if you had they, their their basic design is if robots do all the menial work in society, then humans will have enough time to think and thrive and think of creative ideas and do what they want to do instead of do what they have to do. Maybe, uh, and and that brings up a good point that like sometimes when you like even for us like when you just step away from that that nine to five. And you just kind of uh, give yourself time to like, okay, what can we do? What can we do to be more creative or move things forward? It gives you the option to kind of think outside the box. The problem is, is that a lot of people and certain elements of society will still try to pin you into a certain direction, right? What's acceptable? Uh, and that's the same thing with like comedians and stuff, right? A lot of times yeah. they'll say, uh, uh, I, I didn't even tell my parents I was doing this because they had an expectation. They wanted me to be a nurse or a doctor. They wanted me to be this or yeah. that. 
and you don't want to disappoint your parents, and, and they are. When you hey, uh, I remember you know early twenties we're playing music, and I told my mom like, hey, we're gonna go on tour. My mom was very supportive, always has been, but I said we're gonna go on tour. We're gonna spend three months out there, and uh, she was pretty cool with it, but she obviously had her concerns. But there's a part as a parent where you just go like, oh man, I hope they're not wasting this time. Uh, and not striving for something that can actually give them a career. And obviously yep. music did not give us a career. But also at the same time, it was uh, lessons of life and fun things that you'll never forget. And that is just as important sometimes, you know, to have yeah, yes. those. Have that, those... that is like uh, what life is all about. It's, yeah. you know, it's not having the regrets of not doing something. There you go. That is, yeah. that's what you want. I yeah. know that sounds weird, but it, don't regret not doing something. Yeah, because you can't get it back. You know, yeah. and at the end of the day, um, if you tried and you failed, that's fine because it opens up other avenues. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, with music, like you may not make it in the band that you're in, but maybe there's another band because you met some people that you join and becomes very popular. Maybe you decide that you're going to be like our buddy Tex. You know, he decided that uh, when we were playing music that he, he was going to leave music and he was going to start recording artists. Right. And he does that on the side and makes good money doing it. And sometimes it opens doors that you didn't know were even possible before For sure. uh, so you always need to do that kind of stuff um <clears throat> but yes I, I do think that the the system will always try to like funnel people into one direction even when they claim yep. that it's going to open up creativity well this brings us uh to this question that's sitting here uh is there anything you regret from your childhood mm. like any decisions you've made yeah dude i can think of one right off the top of my head yeah i remember this like uh, because I'm kind of like antisocial, dude. I mean, it, if I'm out and about, I'll come give you a hug and I'll, I'll talk it up. But if it's like a decision, like, do you guys want to go to this party or something? I'll be like, I'd rather just stay home, dude, yeah, like yeah. whatever. But, uh, that's just a personal thing that I think if I get over that, then I'll go to the party and have a fucking blast. Yeah. But back in the day, there was like a party or something, you know, like all the, the kids at our, uh, middle school, Dave, yep, yep. you know, like Eddie, all those guys. They had like a big birthday party and everyone was going and I got invited and then my mom was like, well, are you going to go to the party? And I was like, no, I'm just going to stay home. And then like the next day, everybody's talking about how fun the party was. You know, they did all these activities and everybody's like, where were you? Why didn't you go to the party? And I'm like, I don't know why I didn't go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, you missed out on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I would say for me, that's, that was kind of uh, my my thing. And it's not like I don't look at it as like the worst thing in the world. But like in my high school era uh, and Greg, you know this better than anybody, man. Uh, I was uh, you know, we had our we had our group of friends. Uh, we had our smaller group of friends and stuff. And I was uh, dating the same girl all the way through high school. I mean, we dated from my freshman to senior year. Uh, so we spent a lot of time together and we had our own thing. Uh, but I was that kid who was, you know, I had the spiked hair and I just was that I was playing that role of like. Yeah, fuck everything, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, fucking parties and fucking You wore a sports. dog chain? Yeah, sure. I did. You know, I, had, I got my shit from Hot Topic. You know, I was that guy. Uh, and I wasn't like, dis I, everybody was friendly and fine. I was friends with a lot of these guys. But I do look back and I go, I never went to a single football game. I never went mm. to um, uh, the baseball games. I only went to the dances that I felt like I had to go to. Mm -hmm. Prom, you know, obviously my girlfriend, she wants to go. You know, she was social. Uh, so I went to prom, but I didn't go to any of like the, uh, you know, the after football game dances and all that stuff. I didn't do the parties and even like our, our senior party. Like we went, but we weren't there for very long. 
know what I'm saying? Like the whole time. Yeah, we went and we enjoyed it, and I was like, we'll go. That was that was my thing. Like, we'll go. I don't want to fucking be here long. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, I'm fine. Like, I I, it's not like I just like, man, if I would have, I wish I would have socialized more. High school is a bitch, bro. It is. I mean, like, fuck high schoolers. You know what I mean? Like, they are just like (laughs) ruthless turds. You know, when you're that young and like you think that you know everything and you treat people like shit. Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, like our high school, Greg, was not that bad. You know, in hindsight, it wasn't very bad. And and most of the issues that I ever had with, and I don't even, I can recall one instance where somebody tried to bully me. Uh, You know what I'm saying? And that was uh, Jordan. There was a kid named Jordan, mm, yeah. and he came up for no reason and just was like instigating. And and I was I was a wrestler at the time. I was confident. I wasn't a small kid. I was 172 pounds. You know, I wrestled. I was you know, uh, and he just was picking on me. And I was like, and my dad always said, laugh at these kids, man. When they do stuff, just start laughing in their face. They fucking hate it. And I was like, fuck. So I started laughing. He got more angry. And I was like, dude, what are you what are you gonna do, really? Like, you're gonna punch me in the middle of the hall here? That's fine. Well, before anything happened, uh, we actually referenced John Renfro, who was the oh, wild yeah. man of our school. I mean, this kid was probably 23. I don't even know. He was way. <laughs> A.K.A. Yeah. Dave's bodyguard. <laughs> well, no, and that's the thing is, like, he wasn't. Like, we were friends. We wrestled together. We did some sports together. And we had a relationship as far as, like, hey, man, how you doing, Renfro? Like, you know, that's that's what it was. Mm. But out of nowhere, he was the biggest kid in our school as far as, like, a man body. Yeah. And he just grabbed Jordan and threw him against the wall and was like, you do not fuck with that guy. If you fuck with him, I will fucking kill you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the <laughs> literally, like, he was, he was like, and Jordan, he's all right now, you know, and stuff, but he was that kid. I mean, he was the kid that was just into himself, the total douchebag. And, uh, and, and I was just like, shit, that was cool, man. I don't even, I'm not even that close with John. And yet he was like, you know, hey, don't fuck with this kid. He didn't do shit to you. Yeah. Uh, but as a whole, like, honestly, like, we had the, the, the greasers that we called them, like yeah. the kids that picked their oh, pimples, slick, you know, slick yeah. back hair. And, and we had the kids that were a little off. And and to, honestly, most of people were friends with people. You know what I'm saying? Like, to be fair, the most yeah. popular kids in our class weren't, like, rude to people necessarily. Uh, so I don't think it was a bad experience. Uh, I'm sure some high schools were way worse, even in our community. I think probably Mark Morris was way worse than what we were dealing with. But yeah. who knows? Who knows, dude? Uh, but I regret that. What about you, Chris? Uh... I, I think my biggest regret in my childhood would honestly be my dedication to career aspirations. Mm, yeah, honestly, that's a good one. Uh, I when I was growing up, obviously, I, I raced dirt bikes until I was in my mid twenties, yeah. early twenties, from the age of seven. Yeah. It was like an every seven days a week thing, and I dedicated time, but I. I I think my biggest regret was that I didn't uh, dedicate myself as much as I should have. I think I had the talent. It obviously the talent obviously needed to be refined to end up making that a career. But I, for whatever reason, whether it was just me, just wanting to be a kid or just being lazy. I mean, kids can be lazy. Yeah. But I, I, for some reason, didn't dedicate my time to me physically and dedicate just doing what needed to be done to make it to that point. I, so I was you wanted always, to be I, a professional bike rider, right? Motocross and supercross. Yeah. And I was all, I was always right on the cusp of something happening, but then I just wouldn't Yeah, like I, mm-hmm. I would, I like, here it is. I just, I need to do this to make this happen. And for whatever reason, I didn't do it. 
Yeah, and you know what? To be and fair, I, re- I regret that because of my life. You're a kid, man. Granted, I, it, my life could have been completely different, but obviously I wouldn't have what I have now if I didn't make those decisions. So it's hard to say. I, I do regret because I I had something that I really cared about that I didn't pursue as hard as I should have yeah. or, or as I, I think I should have. But then at the same time, I wouldn't be where I'm at now if I didn't make those decisions. Yeah. Would you have met your wife? Would you? Yeah, have exactly. Kid? Yeah, that's that's real, right? And that's part of why. Would you be on this podcast? Exactly. Yeah. I would. You know I mean, me or there, Greg? Like there are several situations in my, in racing where I had factory KTM watching me. I was doing national races. I was doing all that stuff, but it was mostly uh, just the the networking part of it and the physical fitness part of it that set me back, yeah. and I just wasn't dedicated enough to accomplish those things well and here's the deal man like i really do think that like everybody kind of has these things especially at a young age that Mm -hmm. you can look at them and now that we have children i'm sure you can see it with your kids as well Um, but you can look at them and you go man they're really talented or gifted at this and you see it and um you know it's hard because that doesn't necessarily mean that's the path you're gonna go even though you may be extremely talented at that thing as oh, a yeah. child. It doesn't mean that that's what they're meant to do, even though they can and could. Doesn't mean that that's what they'll end up doing. And to to your point, like, I know it's super. I know it's super gay. Trust me. <laughs> but like, I was, I, I like, no. Here's the deal. When I no was no homo, no homo. When no I was homo. very very little, uh, and I've talked about this. When I was very little, like, I had I had some like crazy flexibility things, yeah. right? Where I was at three. I was doing the splits on chairs like Van Damme. I was jumping off shit. I was literally putting my feet under my head, like twisting. I was I was doing contortion shit. Yeah. Uh, and my mom was like, "Holy, holy crap!" And I, I did have an interest in gymnastics, male gymnastics, obviously. Uh, but I would watch <laughs> it. <laughs> well, why do you have to specify that? Because like you know, there's two sides. I think like the male gymnasts don't get as much respect. Like, you know, a lot of female gymnasts. You yeah. don't know a lot of names of men gymnasts, and there are there. Yeah. And those guys, let's be real, some of the fittest guys on this earth right now. Oh, yeah. yeah um, but regardless, like, I, I, I started gymnastics when I was a kid, and I excelled in it because I was I had this one-up on everybody. I was very flexible. I wasn't like a wild kid. I was very shy, so I, I took uh, instructions very, very well. And I was doing well, and I had, um, I had, like, a Romanian school that offered, you know, like, to me to go to the school, Romanian school. I mean, there was talks like, hey, this kid could be in the Junior Olympics. He could be – I was very talented. I was strong enough flexible enough and i remember uh years of doing it um i just remember going into a thing and there was it was all women and that was the thing is there wasn't a lot of guys yeah and so i went to this school and i showed up and it was mostly women and i was doing it with girls like women is not the right they were girls we were younger uh but i remember going and i did it and i I got in the car and i was like i don't want to do this anymore i this sucks like i hate being around chicks and there just wasn't a lot of guys and so i quit and my mom was devastated bro like, seriously, she was convinced that I, I could go somewhere with this. And I probably could have, honestly. And yeah. I, I can only imagine I wouldn't be in the shape I am right now <laughs> uh, had, <laughs> I, had I done it. But the point is, is that well, was... Think about all the women you could be surrounded by now. Oh, geez, you just man. just blew your chance. Uh, but it was even to the extent, like, where they were saying, like, he should be in, in uh, you know, he should, we should get him as a male cheerleader. Like, yeah. there's all this stuff. And it sounds dumb because all those things get made fun of. Let's be real. But then yeah. I ended I ended up wrestling which I uh, had tons of benefit from me wrestling because of the flexibility. But then I decided, you know what? Wrestling's not for me, and it was music. And then we, me and Greg, I, we, we had a band in high school. 
we played and then it then it went into like hey we're gonna we're gonna tour mm-hmm. and we're gonna really try this and and then other bands and that's how i met uh alex uh, flat earth al and that's how i met uh tex and all these great guys and then you from it so the path takes you in a place where you're supposed to be oh yeah and i wish i was in a famous band i wish that i would have been an olympic uh you know a gymnast but at the same time like i enjoy doing this i enjoy my family and it all works itself out at the end you know what i'm saying yeah it all works well, itself and, out and i'll say yeah, I mean, <laughs> go ahead your guys your guys' examples of like regrets and stuff were way beyond what i scoped mine down to like <laughs> well, not going to a fucking birthday party please no but i think what yeah. you said is important dude I, honestly well, because it is it's because a, it's a part in your life that you just look back and go why did i not do well, that well and not only that like you you think too like if i would have went to these things what people would have have been introduced that would have shaped my life completely differently well and it's a it's personal all, it's thing, always yeah. inter, it's always interactions and certain decisions you make that that shape where your the life ends up going and Sometimes, depending on who you are, you go to a birthday party and you meet somebody that changes your life forever. Well, and, and Greg, honestly, it's almost like an anxiety thing. Uh, yeah. And, and the thing is, is like, and to this day, and I know every one of you have thought the same thing. There are times where my wife will say, hey, you, do you want to go do this with so-and-so? You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, fuck, I'm not in the mood for this shit, dude. Like, I don't even know who they are. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't want to get up. I, I've been doing this all day. I don't want to freaking do this. And yeah. then you do it, and when you leave, you're like, I had so much fun. Yeah. I just, I, I started building a relationship with somebody I didn't know that I, I was going to be friends with. Uh, I had fun with my kids. I had fun with my wife. And you go home, you're like, I'm glad I went. Yeah. And it's like, but to your point, what in the world made you not want to go? Like, you would rather just sit there and do nothing than go actually experience a new thing. And that's- Yeah, or just talk to new people. You exactly. Know what I mean? Like. Yeah, that that's something that I eventually got over. But there are those days where I'm just like, dude, I, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do that. I like, dude, I for sure, go, I for sure have those days. We all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah we all exactly. do. And, and and you know what? Like sometimes you need those days. Yesterday, I went home and I just was like, I was burnt out. I was very very tired. And uh, I just told my wife like she had some stuff to do. And I was like, can you please get the kids today? Yeah. I just want to take a nap, dude. I just want to relax for a second, calm down. And sometimes you need that. You just want to just be at home. And recoup, and then you can you can kind of do your shit the rest of the night. But um, I have one more. We can yeah, make it a quick ahead. one. Do you got time for one more, Greg? Sure. Okay, man. If you were allowed to use a time machine one time, what would you go back in time to change or stop from happening, and why? Oh man, this is a big we are, one. This is a we big had one. this. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, there's so many things in history that you could <laughs> like. Wait, are we talking about things just in history or in our personal life? Well, I mean, I think. I think anything. This is it's. It doesn't have to be. It could be your personal life, or it could be historical. Like, what what would you go back and change if you were allowed one use of a time machine? What would you go back in time to change or stop from happening, and why? So the question would be: Are you going to be selfish and change your own life, or be or be the bigger person and change something? For it doesn't the world? matter. It's not Here's selfish. I, it's it's a it's a piece. You get the opportunity. Yeah. It's your choice. Here's one. How about stopping the Titanic from sinking? Because how many influential people with money a lot died on that ship? What would this world what would the world yes, what would the world look like if they had not all died? Mm. That's a good one. That's a good one. See, here's the thing is like what I hate about this is like just like what we had talked about, things happen and they are terrible in the moment or feel terrible, but it shifts and changes things to what we know and love now. It's the butterfly effect. Yeah, and if you go back mm-hmm. and change, so let's, let's say you wanted to pick, 
I want to go back and I want to stop Hitler before he ever becomes in power, mm-hmm. right? That way, all the Jews are saved and, and, and there's no big world war and all these lives are saved. But then it's like, but what happens, what happens next? Then? That we would be, would it be a better world? Probably. Or would somebody else come along that was more and aggressive? Be even worse. You don't exactly. know. You just know that this happened and this is now the result of that. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. That's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like... there's so many different like world events that have happened. I mean, even JFK being assassinated, if you stop that. Yeah. Dude, uh, I, I, for me, I think one that would be a lot of fun, and it wouldn't necessarily alter everything, but even I think it would eventually. But if you were able to go back in time with the pyramids and everything else around there and just say, guys, keep better records for Christ's sakes. Mm. I want to know what you did here. Yeah. Uh, here's some well, paper and pencils. Like the and, Library of Alexandria just got burned down. That's where they kept oh, yeah. all the records. Yeah, I'm but. saying, uh, you know, I'm sure there obviously are records, but I'm just saying, I'll, like, be more specific. Bro. I think I'm going to go a little less macro than that. Okay. And just go back and rewrite and so I can rewatch all the best movies again for the first time. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow, dude. Okay. <laughs> but you got to go back to one specific time. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm just going to go, let's say I'm going to go back. 25 years so I can rewatch all all the movies that have happened since then. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, then, and then the, a lot of decisions can be made at that point. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I go back and tell uh, Toys R Us, do we get to, your tax do we get shit, to keep all all the the thought processes and and experiences and memories that we have when we go back? Sure. Let's just well, say yeah, then done, dude. I'm going back 25 years. You're just going to watch whatever came out. That. I'm going to watch all the movies again. I'm going to make better decisions. I'm going to make investments that are going to make me a lot of money. Oh, see, investments would be one, right? Oh, yeah, dude. If you yeah. knew yeah. the the future. Like, especially if you could go yeah. back to any time and then keep everything you know now. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I think about that every time I make a decision, like a poor decision on my fantasy football team. I'm like, dang it. If yeah. I only would have known yeah. that running back would have got 34 points. But then also, you, if you go back far enough, you're... If you keep everything in your mind, you're a, now you're a baby genius. True that, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, can you imagine going back and being able to invest in Apple or invest in Netflix when it was popping, dude? I'm just Bitcoin. like, how much money could you have made? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Just insane Or amount. the same with dude, that. Dude, there was that time traveler. There was that famous time traveler who claimed that he was from the future, and he made all those investments and got rich. And the, uh, the FBI and the IRS were like, what the hell is going on with this guy? And they arrested him. But they had to let him go because, like, they couldn't prove that he, you know, like, they didn't huh. prove how he yeah. did it. Interesting. Huh? That's, I, that's I would why even go back and, and if, when it comes to investments, I'd even go back to the smallest ones that were big for a minuscule amount of time. Yeah. Because then you know when to get in and when to get out. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you guys remember Redbox? Oh, yeah. Redbox was big right before Netflix came into the picture. Yeah, yeah but just like, I mean. Just, just oh, I'm going to just. Apple. It, yeah. Like, I mean, just uh, getting into that right when the iPhone was created, right? Like, it, right in that stage where it just blew the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, technology. I'm going to invest crazy. in Tamagotchis. <sighs> the pet rock. Yeah. Yeah. Furbies. There was a lot of shit. You could, <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, no, yeah. There, what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> that's not, yeah, it's okay to be selfish. Like, it's, it's an open ended question. Yeah. And quite honestly, as far as like changing things, like, 
I don't know that you want to go back. In, like, there, it's history for That's a true. reason. That's true. Uh, and you could really go back to the Roman era. You could do all kinds of shit and change outcomes, but then that really reshapes the entire earth. I think, I, honestly, I think I'd take advantage of that whole uh, experience and not change anything. Just go back and experience. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if you could go yeah. back and see the pyramids being made and you know how it was made mm-hmm. and it wasn't written down, then you have the knowledge. Now you <laughs> are... Uh, are Hey, bro, I can actually make rocks float. You're the prophet. Well, and that's the thing, too. Can you go back and then return? That that, that isn't specified. Mm. I'm going to guess you can go back. Uh, let's and just, then return? And return. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you could do that, that would be the way to go. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be stuck in in a pyramid. Let's be real. There's no air conditioning. I don't want it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Those tubes are not uh, big enough to get good airflow for me. Dude, according to yeah. Donald Marshall, the Illuminati whistleblower, pyramids were vril traps. Oh. Do you know what vrils are? No. No. The reptilians. Ah, what? oh, I'm just gonna leave it there. Go watch Strange Sun, everybody. Yeah, I don't know about mm. that. Uh, maybe, maybe. I don't even know if I could fit into a pyramid's tunnel because I'm a little bit <laughs> big. Know. They'd be like, "Who's this big guy? Yeah. And why is he here? Why is he so pasty?" Uh, Greg, they great find show. You stuck, just your skeleton. <laughs> yeah. up there. You just see my feet dangling <laughs> out the little breather hole. Uh, uh, shit. Greg, uh, hopefully you have a good rest of the day. Chris, you as yeah. well. Guys, All we right, appreciate everybody. you joining the show. Partofamerican.com as well as Patreon. Get on there, check it out. Sayonara. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.